0: he's the perfecter he's the one who got you started he's the one who keeps you going he's the one who's gonna get you across the finish line only Jesus only him tonight we're gonna go I'm gonna ask you to grab your Bible or go to this passage of Scripture on your phone we're gonna go to Hebrews 12 and we'll get there in a moment but as you turn there how many of you know there's all kinds of things vying for our attention there's so just all, and more than, I think more than ever, things vying for our attention. And nobody knows this better than a parent, okay? I don't care who you are, where you're from. If you're a mom or a dad, things vying for your attention, they're not things, they're people, and they're little, and they're vying for your attention. And it's, you know, it's, it's daddy, daddy, watch me do this. Mommy, 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 see how fast I can run in these new shoes. You know, like that's, it's just, even this morning, I was sitting on the porch drinking my coffee, and Calvin just learned to ride his bike, and he's saying, Daddy, watch me ride around the driveway, and I'm like, okay, and here's the bummer, this is like confession moment, I had my phone out, I was checking my email, having my coffee, he said, watch me, I was like, yeah, absolutely, and I was, I was like this, and he came back, and I was like, good, good job. And he goes, stop looking at your phone and look at me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, rebuked by a six-year-old. And you know what? The fact of the matter is he was right. Um, but there's all kinds of things vying for our attention. Several years ago, was several years ago, we were at a pool party, like a kid's birthday party around the pool. And Owen was so excited about this party because he had recently learned to go off the diving board. And he was just He was jacked. He was so pumped about this. And so we went to this party and all the kids were swimming and all the adults were doing kind of the adult thing at a kid's birthday party. The adults hang out like, you know, hang out around the pool and talk and the kids swim. And so as we're hanging out, Owen comes up to me and I'm talking to another dad about dad stuff, probably grass and the the rain and all the exciting dad things. And so Owen comes up and he says, Daddy, I'm going to go off the diving board. Can you watch me? I'm like, yeah, dude, go do it. Awesome. That's amazing. So he runs around the pool. Didn't, he didn't run, he walked, because you don't run around the pool. So he walks, he gets in line. And every time he like, gets closer to the diving board, because there's a queue of kids, he gets closer. He goes, Daddy, Daddy, you watching? Yeah, yeah I'm watching. I'm watching. I was really watching that time. I was watching. And he, so he's getting closer and closer. Daddy, you watching? Yeah, I'm watching. I'm, I'm, watch, I'm ready. You're going to go. It's going to be awesome. Daddy, so then he gets on the diving board. It's his turn. He gets to the end. Daddy, I'm on it. You, you watching? Yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching. But he's been so insistent on me watching, everybody else is watching. This is great. It's like got an audience of, I don't know, probably 35 people. And all the kids are in the pool. They're watching. The adults are watching. The lady whose house we, we kind of borrowed, commandeered for this party. She's watching from the deck nervously. So everybody's watching. And he's like, daddy, I'm getting ready. I'm going to jump. It's like, oh, great. Go, go champ. You got it. And he gets up there and he jumps. And he goes under the water. So exciting. Saw some like great form. He's under the water. Still under the water. No floaty on just him. Under the water, everybody's kind of counting under the water. He comes up and goes, goes back under the water. And everybody now is looking at me. I'm not in a swimsuit. I'm in regular, like, street clothes, dad clothes. So he goes under the water, one 1,000, two 1,000, three 1,000. He comes up, back under the water. The pool is completely quiet now. And everybody's going, you going to do something about that? Here's what I knew that they didn't. Owen had been recently fake drowning a lot. This was a thing. I just would, he would do it. I knew it. Becky knew it. Nobody else knew it. So he was consistently, almost every time we went to the pool, he would fake drown in front of everybody because it gets that has an effect on people. I don't know if you've noticed that. You act like you're dying, it you gets people's attention. So he, he comes up again. Help! And then he goes back under. And the lady whose house it is goes, do something! And I was like, he's not drowning. It's fake. It's not real. But everybody believed it was real. And I could tell kind of the... The dad guilt was setting in. Like, you're a bad parent. Your kid's going to die. In my pool. He's not going to die. And I don't have a swimsuit on. So what did I do? I succumbed to the pressure of the pool. I threw my phone down. I jumped in with all my clothes on to save my non-drowning child. And that was the last time he ever faked drowns. So... There are a lot of things vying for our attention. Some of them are important and some of them are not. Okay? A lot of things vying for our attention. And as you come to Hebrews chapter 12, something you need to know about the book of Hebrews is that the writer is going to say some very specific things to his audience here. And the reason is they're looking at some things he doesn't want them to look at. They're paying inordinate attention to their trials and their struggle, the difficulties that are in front of them. And they're real. The difficulty is real. The struggle is real. The trial is real. He's not dismissing the trial. He's not dismissing the struggle. He's not dismissing the discouragement. But what he knows is that if any one of us get our eyes... On the trial, primarily. If we give our focus to the challenge, if we give our focus to the trouble that we're up against or the challenge that we're facing, it will rob us of what God would want to do if our eyes were primarily on him. Okay? He knows if you get your eyes primarily or even solely on the situation, the challenge, your circumstances, it will rob you of what God would do if your eyes were primarily on him. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. Let's look at this together. Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, somebody say, looking to Jesus. looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Looking to Jesus, the, profound, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Now, we're going to focus on that phrase. We're going to focus on the phrase. There's a lot we could teach. Honestly, I think you could teach for several weeks just on these two verses, but we're gonna look at this phrase, looking to Jesus, because there are at least three things that happen when you and I look to Jesus. And so I wanna look at them in turn and then we're gonna to respond to the text by gathering around the table of the Lord and taking communion together. But the first thing that happens when we look to Jesus is that it creates expectation. When you look to Jesus, it creates expectation because here's the thing, Looking in scripture is not you going to an art gallery and just admiring. Have you ever gone to an art gallery? I don't know if you're an art connoisseur. I am not, I like art galleries, but after a few hallways, I start to lose my awe, you know? Um, I hate to say that, it sounds so uncultured, but I, I appreciate it. I think, well, that's awesome. That looks similar to what I saw in that other place. Um and that's great. Like I love art. Like all of our kids are really are great artists. I actually like drawing, but after a while I'm appreciating it, but I'm no longer like entering into it. I'm just like that's that's really nice. Like that's great. That's nice. You're looking at it with appreciation, maybe even admiration. But that's not looking or the type of looking that the Bible is referring to when it talks about looking. That looking in Scripture is not just you admiring. Looking in Scripture is not you appreciating. Looking in Scripture is not even reverence. Reverence is great, but you can have profound admiration without action, and that's just religion. Profound admiration for God without action toward God is just religion. Religion doesn't save anybody. Religion actually kind of knots people up. It gets in the way of what God wants to do through relationship with them. That's why in religious settings or in religion, people can worship or sing songs without any awe. Or actually, they can sing and kind of get tired of it. It's like I get tired of worship. Kind of get like I'm good for like two songs. I can't handle any more than that. Why? Because it's devoid of relationship.